0: What are you laughing at? My buddy, Preston Weeks, My for everybody listening, and if everybody's wondering, I'm wearing one of my new hoodies. It's a cherub covered in tattoos. My throat is on fire. I don't know what happened. I was just telling mm-hmm. Preston I got my tonsils out in 2014 because this was happening like every year my entire life, and I really haven't had a sore throat since like 2014, and I, and I woke up in the middle of the night, and it's just like, it's on fire. Tylenol, aspirin. Drinking hot water, I'm eating Ricola as uh, as Preston just had uh, graciously serenaded me with. So, i gonna... it's pretty good, dude. It's pretty, it's pretty sexy. It's a pretty, hey, sexy, you know, voice.
1: That, that's my eighth
0: job. <laughs> <laughs> so, for everybody listening. I say it like it's a bad thing. I'm like I'm not going to be talking as much. I'm sure everyone that listens to this podcast is like, thank Christ, this moron's finally <laughs> going to shut up. This was a hit. This was a CIA hit. A CIA hit to get me to shut up. But for everybody that doesn't know Preston, because you haven't been on here in a while, Preston, please introduce yourself. Aside from being a baritone singer,
1: thank you. Yeah, ex- <laughs> except uh, my occupation for um, lozenge companies. No, I I actually run a company called Operations X. So, but go rewinding a little bit about myself. I'm a car nut. I'm a major, major car nut ever since I was two years old. I've loved cars and uh, I built car companies. I started with one $1,600 car and built that into, I owned and co-owned 15 car dealerships, owned a bunch of different vertical companies around those businesses paint companies and shops and finance companies and different things like that. So, and then I got into energy, ran an energy company for a while and then exited out of that, then in 2019, but um, I've always helped businesses. And so I have operations X, so I, that's like my business solutions company. So it's just things that I've built to, that have been through my entrepreneurial journey to help other companies. And then now I launched a, a training, like I wrote a book with uh, Mitzi Purdue and Mark Victor Hansen, How to Be Up and Down Times. Uh, we released that last year. And so it, I have a bunch of other projects uh, with those people. So I get, I get in a number of things. Yeah, I launched a training. I launched a new training called Formula EQ to help people to get in their peak mindset. So it's all about peak mindset, being there all the time. Letting things not affect you, letting things just roll off your back, and you know having that kind of internal resilience, basically.
0: So you're wildly successful and more successful than I'll ever be, and <laughs> maybe maybe it makes sense that you're in a nice shirt and a blazer, and I'm wearing a hoodie with a cherub with face tattoos, smoking pot. Maybe the writing's on the wall. <laughs> maybe I need maybe I need to look in the mirror. Um, <laughs> But
1: you're, you'll be, you you're, uh, you've got your own thing, man. That's the thing. Everyone's got their own space, everyone's got their own niche, you know. Like, I love it. I love it, you know. <laughs> <You're> just,
0: <laughs> you just <laughs> This is my, this is my peak, this is my peak <laughs> mindset. A cherub <laughs> with a face tattoo. But one thing I've, I've you know, stalking you on your Instagram is Mm -hmm. about renewable energy and we talked about we talked about last time tesla and i remember you said uh kind of like Mm -hmm. nikola nikola right yeah and i thought you were butchering it because nikola tesla and no there's actually a company called nikola and they're what they're hydrogen powered but not not Mm -hmm. important or possibly important but what are you doing with like renewable energy, or what? Are, what are your thoughts on it? What's coming down? Because I, I mean, I know like buzzwords, right? And I'm like, all oh, right, solar power, CO2 emissions, you got to mm-hmm. lower the carbon footprint. But it's like I have no idea what's going on. Like I'm oblivious. I mean, again, look at me. Like I don't, I don't know. What's, <laughs> I don't know what's going on.
1: You're but, in the know. You're in, You're talking <laughs> with people. You're making things happen. You're, you know, no, that's you're. That's on the forefront of what's happening. Really, yeah. <laughs> you're getting some endorsement here for (laughs) that
0: i know i know good lord
1: brought to you by ricola (laughs) making podcasts happen even when people are deathly ill (laughs) hi
0: how are you doing ricola it's ricola powered by nicola
1: you you should have heard him 20 minutes ago <laughs> no, um no. To what you're talking about <laughs> with the uh, where I where I am now. So I've I've kind of moved away from the development side, but there's just so much happening with that. So there's so much happening where companies are actually starting to, you know, adopt it. um When I got into even even in the solar, not that long ago. Uh, you know, which I started to enter it back in 2016. Um, you know, companies couldn't figure it out; they just didn't even know how to deal with it. You know, so like, I'd meet with their financial people, and there wasn't a way to even connect. You know, all the dots, and they're like, "No, this doesn't make sense," and they would feel like there's a distraction. So, those kind of things are changing. Adoption's changing. You know, the the big push right now there's a couple of things that are happening. So electric vehicles are being adopted, you know, like Tesla, their stocks, you know, gone through the roof and the company value, Musk, his value, all those things are just skyrocketed. Um, you know, it, car adoption, all the companies are starting to make the cars, but the power's got to come from somewhere and the grid is not set up today not even close to be able to support it and so there's got to be something that happens there's some you know something in the future that needs to happen either the grid needs to be built up a lot and changed a lot or there needs to be a change in you know how the energy is built and distributed so you know, I've got a whole view on the long-term shot of things of where it, where it should go you know what I think it should go. Uh, but but yeah you see that happen in demand you look at the driving demand and people haven't been driving because of COVID but driving will come back transportation will come back people want to you know move around everything's pretty much normal it feels that way almost you know where I'm at now in Arizona like uh, I, I coach a, my son's little league team and I was there the other day and you know I forgot my mask in the car and I was like halfway to the field, and I you know, turn around to go get it, and then I I look over at the field, and no one has a mask on. I was like, "All right, cool." Like I'm supposed to be having a mask on because I'm, a, you know, coach here, but uh, no one does, so it's all right.
0: It's cool. That that's if, that segment, it's going to be used in court in 14 days <laughs> when the whole little league team dies. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to get 14 life sentences. <laughs> well, no,
1: that's the thing is, is that's what they have to do for companies, Those is, is take that liability away. That's what you're talking about, the de-risk you know, companies to be able to go out there and go, OK, we can offer a product and people have the choice to show up or not. Mm-hmm. you know and it's their choice it's not the company's fault mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and it, and i think it should be i think the powers you know i everything i teach and all my things all the way back to my training is the powers within the person mm-hmm. that's also you know if, if you jump you know a- ahead if this is recorded in the future uh you know 20 minutes that's also my philosophy on energy but <laughs> when we get to that point <laughs> but, but no it's you know it's just uh you know just doing what you can
0: yeah <laughs> so for yeah i never thought about that till you had just said that because right the grid isn't the grid isn't set up right it's kind of like you know like we have a lake house and we have like you know family and cousins and every cousin's kid and it just ends up when there's like a hundred people there and like there's only so many places you can like plug in a phone right and everybody's got a phone and an ipad and if you put out like a power strip like everyone's phone charges slowly because you're putting all these things on something that wasn't designed for that finally we got some big like community power strip or like charging station just for that purpose but in the same way yeah the grid wasn't you know the first electric car sure it was like a novelty the gr- the grid probably wasn't designed or we know it wasn't designed and probably isn't suitable for like all of traffic to be charging as opposed right. to filling up so and then that leads back to the question of you know it's like the joke of like um you know i have a tesla and i and i'm making the environment i wish i had a tesla but it's like, all oh, right, I have an electric car, I have an EV, and I'm making the uh, the world like a cleaner place because I charge instead of filling it up with gas. And it's like, well, where's the electricity coming from? And it's like that, yeah, that, that right. coal fired power, power plant. And it's like, uh, so do you think, so what's going to be the move? Are they just going to jack up existing fossil fuel systems to provide more power to the grid? Or are we going to start seeing more and more jumps in solar? Because solar always seems like it's been. Just around the corner, for like twenty years, and I didn't yeah. really ask one question. It just kind of said a bunch of bullshit. But <laughs> what are your thoughts, Preston?
1: No, no. So, no, I I think so. I, you know, I think solar adoption's huge. I think, but the the big gap there so is is the rest of the time. You know, and then how? Ha- and so the key word, the big buzzword, is storage, and that's a big word. That's been the big word in the energy business for the past, and you know, especially three years. But Uh, storage is everything and so much of that power and that technology has been put into batteries so the battery the technology that's going into the cars is going to come into the home you know so that that's going to come full circle so you know the reason these companies are investing you know, billions and billions of dollars into battery technologies isn't just for the cars. It's because you know, all these different things are going to have to you know, have batteries and store batteries. And, and as we move into things like you look at trends, even in homes, you know, they're making fully electric homes. All the systems in the homes are electric and then. You know, if your car is electric and your home's electric and they're more efficient, though, but everything's electric, you know, all that demand has to come from somewhere. And where you get these pinch points that will come in the future are these places where people uh, congregate and stay in mass groups or have to stay for a long time and they have to leave their cars or different things like that. Like, first of all, like, how does a car dealer function? So, like, say, say I'm a car dealer. I've got 150 cars on my lot you know someone wants to test drive them you know you've got to keep all those charged now how do you do that you know if they're all electric you know because usually you have a lot you know tech running a gas can out there you know Mm -hmm. topping them off or whatever it is you know kind of a thing to make sure that they've got fuel you look at auction you look at airport you know what what about if you're flying at you know what if you have you know however many i don't know cars are at the airport and they're sitting there for a week and these people need to charge up to get back home or you know, different things like that. So there's different situations that'll be hurdles they have to overcome. And that's infrastructure based. <clears throat> but if they can, like on the car side of things, they can come over, overcome those challenges by you know, increasing the, well, increasing the uh, drive time and decreasing the charge time. So those two things, you know, making it accessible at your home, you know, ba- going back to that, like, you know, decentralizing everything and making it available at your home so you can charge it and you can actually charge it fast because you have to have an upgraded home on some level to charge your car fast. And so those will be more, you know, developed and accessible as they as they come. But then, you know, to your point, what, where is the power coming from? How much are you paying for it? You know, those types of things. And so, you know, I've got more answers for that too, but
0: <laughs> it isn't and I may be completely wrong, and I probably am because I'm a moron. But <laughs> don't say that because I'm because I'm the smartest man in the history of the world. <laughs> take that arrogance and run with it. You go with it. You got it. <laughs> you go with that, bud. Just don't, forget about the hoodie. you,
1: it. Yeah, you go. With it. Just, Just go like this when you say it. I'm the smartest man in the world. I'm
0: the smartest man in the world. Yeah. Whoever was was watching this podcast is surely tuned out by now. <laughs> for, for for solar pa- panels, isn't there like like it's <clears throat> like carbon fiber, right? Like car- not mm-hmm. carbon fiber, uh, carbon nanotubes, right? Like a hundred mm-hmm. times stronger than steel, like a thousand times lighter, but it's insanely. Expensive to produce them without them, you know, you can only go to certain distances. Like, sure, we could build a space elevator out of it, but if you try to stretch it for more than like a meter, like, we don't have the technology, it it just gets too expensive. There's like a point where it's like the production of carbon nanotubes will fall to a point, and it's like that's some point in like the 2030s or 40s. And it's like when that happens we'll be able to build skyscrapers like miles tall that never follow but the point is is there's this like point on a graph where it's yeah. like it you know all the things you know cross at one point and that's when it's commercially viable is there something with solar panels where where there's a there's a point where they become powerful enough and cheap enough that that the the car doesn't need to be plugged in it runs directly off solar or is that is there forever a barrier to that because the amount of energy you're expending to drive can't be filled up fast enough by like passive absorption of of photons
1: yeah no i think i think things will happen i think the cars will charge up in ways that we aren't even thinking of right now that's why we need things like you know space exploration and these like things that kind of don't maybe make sense people all the time because those are the ways mm-hmm. those are the the areas where we figure out and test this uh-huh. new, these new technologies and these new crazy things like you know how do you get power when you're on mars you know yeah it's
0: yeah it's always unexpected avenues that it ends up right. bleeding backwards right
1: yeah like and they put money on those things that wouldn't conventionally get put into you know like a you know, commercial project or something like that, yeah. And then push the envelope further, and mm-hmm. they do the things that don't make sense, don't make financial sense now, that hopefully eventually do. But yeah, one of the scary things, and one of the biggest things, you know, that I think is a fear for the future, that kind of you, know, you meant, you know, or you brought up the topic, but it's like resources, is mineral resources and owning mineral resources. You know, it's a big problem in the world today that and China's buying up mineral resources all over the world and owning everything with mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I see that happening a lot and a lot around, you know, mining and energy and different things like that. And so, you know, all those plays, all those yeah, you know, pieces are really important to the whole big picture. Things and making it all work, but I th- I think too the cost too what you're what you're saying. I I think the cost can come down. Like the cost of solar are, you know, totally affordable. The issue with like solar right now, solar is the most popular thing. So like that's the thing people understand, the easiest and but the issue with that is that there's been no barrier to entry with solar so any idiot on the street has been able to go out there and sell solar Mm -hmm. which has pushed the industry to grow which is one thing but it's also created a lot of misleading you know sales and misleading value and misleading ownership and misleading Directives that have been out there that people have bought into, and then they've created problems later. So, so some of those things, and then you know the other big big gap too, and this is something that's a huge huge gap is monetizing uh, systems that are used. Mm -hmm. You know, if you put a, a solar system and a battery system on your house right now, you might spend you know, a fifth of the cost of the house Mm -hmm. uh, on the system, right? And so how do you get the value out of it later? Like there's nothing that's actually standardized to connect that to the bank or that to a loan or that to a dollar amount where someone can go in and actually finance it. There's nothing that's been developed that's standard. And accepted across the board, so that that's a system gap, you know, right there. I think that's a, that's a huge market opportunity, and I say I've spent a lot of space or a lot of time around this space, but also a big solution too, because is, is you know, if someone has that on their house, you know, how do they get out, get out of it? How do they own it? At what value does it put on the house, or does it put debt on the house by the way they purchased it? you know based off of what's left on the system value so it protects not only the owner but it protects the buyer and it it hopefully you know makes eventually installers or sellers accountable too
0: so what you're saying is we need a war with china that's what (laughs) that's what i've pulled out of this as it comes back to minerals We
1: need minerals. We need minerals badly. Like we need to buy uh, like rights, you know, around the world. And and that if you look at what's happening in Africa and
0: I was about to say China's Belt and Road Initiative, they're spending five trillion dollars, right? Because China, in their actual homeland territory, they own thirty percent of the world's ores, but ninety percent of the trade because I guess their ores are concentrated in one spot. And with their Belt and Road Initiative, they're spending $5 trillion over like 20 years throughout Africa and South America. You build all these ports for these third world nations, and then when they can't pay up, you say, hey, don't worry about it. Just let us dock our Chinese warship there, which is evil, but it's what we've been doing since the 50s. And so, you know, China's just catching up to us. Hey, I, I respect the hustle. But they're also moving into South America and why the united states has closed down i think like 300 of our bases in europe in the past five years and we're opening them all throughout africa and what's becoming more and more kind of obvious is when no one's scared of a soviet invasion of of europe anymore right those fears died 30 years ago the new the new kind of area of contention seems to be africa and once again a bunch of white people and Asian people are gonna go rape the land of Africa like imperialists but it seems like that's where the world's going and when I mean when batteries are built on rare earth metals when all of our electronics are I mean Tesla they have to have cobalt cobalt from Africa or some of Africa <clears throat> it seems that's where the world's going right and it's like you know us going to the Middle East like hint hint wink wink not because the oil I promise now all of a sudden we're doing this massive military shift (laughs) to africa and so is china it seems that other you know higher ups have have looked at that and said that's the you know that's the next oil and i mean you heard it here first preston is calling for an all-out total war with china which i don't agree with i I think war is (laughs) bad but you know we can those
1: are your words those, those are, are, your, are your words, are your
0: words. Oh, don't know no. Nope. those are your words right there i'm an one. innocent cherub and, I'm, <laughs> yeah, and I'm just eating cough drops you are the you're the defense contractor war prophet too but no but, but really
1: i'm gonna have a hit on me yes
0: well hey you know what good it means you're doing something right in this world but but yeah truly it seems that that's where everything's going now is there going to be a shift in that you know it's like if you can't get oil what you do is you make cars that become super super efficient right so maybe right. if we can't get limitless ores are there going to be alternative fuel sources is there, are we going to shift away from that does that right like, does, does that make sense like
1: yeah right no so yeah no i i agree completely and too you know i think in the future like what we imagine right now a battery It might look different too, especially on a home, you know, where where there's all these different types of systems that kind of store energy, per se. But they're not like a battery, Mm -hmm. where where there are different thermal things that happen. They're different, you know, type of reaction things or or gases. You know, different types of gases you can collect or create. Uh, I've worked with a company that has an uh, at home. Hydrogen electrolyzer that you can, you know, run, and you just basically put electricity and water into it. And it's meant to be, you know, on someone's property that has like solar, like a solar system of a certain size, and they have excess solar. Mm -hmm. You know, they just want to like dump into something. They can put it into this, and and then store the gas and then the gas can be stored for, you know, to either run a generator later, or if you're, you know, up a Creek and you need backup or something, you know, or it can be used actually. So, and then the guy that owns the company is actually built it into run things in his house. So he used the hydrogen to run, to cook with and to heat with and to do different things you know, in the house and that, uh, but yeah, so like the, like what you're saying, you know, the new fuels, and then you see that like we talked about at the beginning of the show, the Nicola, trucking company, um, motor company, or whatever they call themselves now. You know, mm-hmm. they do a lot of different things. So they do side by sides, but they they do the hydrogen, you know, stuff too. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see you know what other types of things that are available. Where you say like graphene, you know, graphene is kind of the big. buzzword for a uh, material that's like the magic you know stuff whoever figures out how to make that in mass is going to be the next trillionaire yeah are we going
0: to see are we going to see the the never fully realized power uh potential of of nuclear energy i mean yeah i mean obviously the mind goes to chernobyl um um what was the japanese one uh fukushima uh fukushima taiichi and i think three mile island idaho falls like your mind goes to everything that goes wrong but in terms of energy density you would need I had on two guys from oxford that are studying nuclear fusion and the amount of power you can get from Uh, ninety train cars of coal a day for three hundred and sixty-five days is equivalent to half a train car of uranium once a year, which is equivalent to half a drop of seawater for fusion. But fusion, that's way off the distance. Nuclear power, which we have figured out, we figured out, and we've had nuclear submarines since the fifties. Right, the Nautilus Mm -hmm. came up under the North Pole which Eisenhower watched, like, on, like, live, like, we have that power, its energy density is off the charts, and sure, it's, again, it's great that we have electric vehicles, but they still plug into the grid, and they still need to be fueled by something, and if we don't come up with some alternative, what it's gonna be is we're just gonna keep burning more shit, there's just, there's just, like, a middleman, but we're still putting all the same stuff into the atmosphere. Do you think we're, you know, because there are all these, you know, these future, right, graphene or, or hydrogen yeah. fuel cells or hydrogen core electrolyzing and hydrolyzing at home or nuclear fusion, and those are great and everything. But we've had nuclear fission reactors figured out for 70 plus years. 70? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but no, it's about 70 years. Ooh. And it's, I mean, Eisenhower said power too cheap to meter. It would be it, it's you, it, it would cost it would be inefficient to even measure it because it's so cheap mm-hmm. are we gonna see are we ever gonna see that fully realized and I know you're not like a nuclear physicist but you are an alternative energy or you're well versed yeah. in it is the car market finally going to be the thing that spurs the, mm-hmm. the car market and then the realization that to get all these minerals we'd have to go to war with China is this squeezing? Is this squeezing the all of these pressures coming from every area that finally the only way to do this will be with nuclear power, or do I just have no idea what I'm talking about?
1: Well, there are people pushing the envelope of nuclear power for sure, and that's happening you know every day. I know people that are working on projects with new technologies, new ways to make things, uh, to do mini you know reactors, to do you know. So, you know power can be made in more places and in different things like that to do um, you know molten salt reactors, or you know, all these different types of you know technologies that are more stable and um, different you know types of things that are out there. And so I think that will advance. and you know there is that that interesting, like you know thing, you have to run them. you have to run them out for a long time. They do provide you know, clean power when they're running. And it's like, you know, making sure the management of that is all done correctly. We here in Arizona have the Palo Verde, you know, nuclear power plant that provides a huge portion of Arizona's power. I think it's at least 25%, if not 50. Uh, yeah, so it's, um, it's or maybe it's fi- it's 50% of the renewables, I think, of Arizona, or what are they categorized as renewables? And so, you know, it's, uh, you know, it can be a, a huge factor to things. I think, you know, what's going to happen, <clears throat> I think, you know, with people, with technology advancing and storage growing and those things coming together and then the technology increasing and the cost coming down on solar and i think that will eventually actually combine with like more technology like building integrated solar Mm -hmm. so you see you know you're like like musk has been talking about forever you're like the roof panels are solar you see technologies out there where the windows have a film on it Um, different things that go on the outsides of buildings so things that can integrate and cost and efficiencies are. Bad on those; they don't make sense typically. But the solar panels do if you buy them, known them, and you have them installed for a good price, and you know they produce good power during the day. And if you can store that power, or then I think the future is you know what I would like to see is decentralized you know energy. So that creates strength. You know I think then so this is that twenty minute moment that we forwarded. Fast-forwarded to from the people that cut earlier, uh, you know, is basically you know having you know little microgrids you know, is I think is the future of things. You know, so building the power on your house, being able to generate the power and store the power that you need on your house and on every single house that's out there, and then those houses are connected into the network and can also work together but there also needs to be a system where people can own the power they generate
2: mm-hmm.
1: and that's tracked. And that's, it, all this is easily doable you know, if all the pieces just come together, mm-hmm. <clears throat> like you use blockchain or different things like that to track energy and, and, and sell it on the market and create, you know value mm-hmm. in your account you know as you own it and you run it but you know it hasn't happened it's all possible it's all doable like that could happen today all the technologies like here and viable and like cost affordable today You just need all the minds to come together to build uh, that way to connect it but it the then you fight the utility you know the really the, the thing that it needs to come down to is legislation to have you know choice in where you can get your energy from, you know, because it's been a monopoly, and it needs to be a free market. I, you know, I, I believe that you know we should have you know free enterprise and you know have a competitive environment and have people be able to go in and provide energy for houses, not just from a utility company now, because energy is different than it was. A long 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 time ago it's not the same thing
0: have you ever heard of you know what, you know what DARPA is right mm-hmm. yeah defense ministry project mm-hmm. agency have you ever heard of their not to be confused with the like the international uh, like uh, cooperated effort to make nuclear fusion come become a reality that's called ETER I T E R not that there's a DARPA project that was called Eater Mm E-A-T-R and what it was was autonomous robots that could break down organic tissue and use it as fuel live animals, dead animals didn't (laughs) matter if they were decomposing for a while
1: that sounds like a world takeover movie right there (laughs)
0: Well, what if energy problems cross <laughs> that point on the grid, on the tr- on the graph of overpopulation problems?
1: Well, uh, so en- energy. There's a dark future. <laughs> yeah. No, wh- what's interesting too is all that's and not on the robot scale, vi- but all that's viable. You know, because you can make it's bio waste. You mm-hmm. know, it's bio. You know, so it's like total normal technology that's been out there for a long time like you're saying and it's been used and so there's there's now you know people are like I'm saying with the a couple of different ideas business ideas I have but people are starting to connect the dots and make new solutions where you know, we've got a company we've worked with called QCI that basically is trying to take the garbage which is An underused, uh, you know, misappointed resource, Mm -hmm. basically, and then take those and filter it and build it into resources and and different things like that. Then that we can do things with, and so that that's a big gold mine. Actually, in the future, I think is garbage. Uh, I've seen a lot of companies. If you want to talk about the energy side of garbage, there's there's a huge, huge. There's a million different pieces um, to that puzzle. And you know I've, I've been to a bunch of different companies, have toured their facilities, mm-hmm. I've gone through them, and there's a bunch of cool different things around garbage. But they all need to come together to create one solution so it just takes care of everything. Mm-hmm. That's the problem is you know, this one deals with this, and this one deals with this, and this one deals with this. And they don't come together to just go, okay, let's deal with garbage. Yeah, we deal with garbage and get rid of it
0: all. So you know how Google bought up Boston Dynamics like five years ago? Mm Mm-hmm. You know what Boston Dynamics is? Are they? The robot company. uh Uh-huh, yeah. They build like the dogs and everything.
1: Right, yeah. Like like the stuff you see. So have you ever seen um, Black Mirror? No. I think that's what it's called. It's on Netflix.
0: No, I I know a lot of people always reference it. I've never watched it.
1: Yeah, they they have an episode with those robot dogs. Well, their version of it. It's kind of crazy. It'll creep you out if you watch it. Go watch it tonight, and then it'll creep you out after we have this. So
0: what if Google starts buying up those garbage bio-waste companies? (laughs) And we have the robots that can run on organic (laughs) matter. I mean... I mean think about think about if I think it was called Operation Gas Station or something but in World War II we realized we couldn't destroy every German tank or we could but it would just it would deplete our men because one of their tanks could take four of ours. So they had some war planners look at it and they were like hey instead of trying to destroy tens of thousands of German tanks they found like five like tank factories. And they're like, what if we just bombed these five factories instead of bombing 10,000 tanks? Jeez, my throat is on fire. And then they looked further, and they were like, well, one power plant supplies the power to these five factories. Right. What if we just nailed this one power plant? And we did. And it helped us in the end of the war. Yeah. <clears throat> Another huge thing is, um, you know, it's like Patton wanting to go to Berlin, and he was asking, just like in the movie, he was asking Eisenhower, give me 400,000 gallons of fuel. The point is, is it's not just men and military. It's all logistics. It's all cutting off supply lines. So power reinforces everything. It doesn't matter how many tanks you have if they don't have anywhere to fill up. Yep. In the coming war with China and the continent of Africa, which you so clearly want, preston is <laughs> um, for 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 purposes i, don't preston, want I don't preston want never anymore. wanted any of that i won't slander mm-hmm. his 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 reputation i mean what would be more effective than a robot that would kill people and then be able to eat them for fuel instead of needing power it would be decentralized warfare Which is like the darkest possible outcome, (laughs) but (laughs) but okay, let's look at it in a less ghoulish way. What if you had robots that were fueled from organic waste, meaning you never have to gas them up, you never have to fuel them, and you could just let them run wild, right? Like there's a garbage patch, right, and somewhere in the Pacific that's like bigger than Texas, it's just garbage. Mm. What if you could have machines that clean it up, and they run on the garbage? I mean. is there like a self fulfilling yeah. type of? Thing? I don't know if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, no, like, well, that that's the thing people you know can create and you could Like, I know companies I've worked with a couple different companies that have solutions around plastic. That Big Island you're talking about in the oceans mostly plastic, from what I understand. I haven't seen it myself, but um, you know, and so if we took that amount of plastic, you know, we could take that and re- and. You know, return that into usable fuels that we could use instead of, you know, fossil fuels or different things like that. So we can regenerate at least resources that are waste. You know, so there's different things, and we can do that. I mean, we can make jet fuel. We can make all these different types of things from that. That would be a huge, huge, huge resource. But it's just getting it. Someone tried to get it. Someone. Uh, you know, I don't know if you saw that a couple years ago or whatever it was. I don't go backwards perfectly, but um, you know, someone went out there and like tried to last other thing in and like deal with it,
0: and then didn't work. Didn't some but. kid? Didn't some kid win an award? because he was building this technology that, like, I don't know, somehow. I mean, clearly it didn't work because it's still there. But
1: Yeah. yeah. But at least people are They're, they're the rocket uh, ship, you know, people. The mm-hmm. people are doing something. and you know, people are doing something to make a solution that's trying. That's what's tough. You know, I look at these companies and I go, there's good technology out there. But, you know, the investment capital needs to line up with the risk, like because you're saying, you know, people need to get their money back or they don't want to put the money up. So that's that bridge to get the new adoption of things. But I think, too, you know, going back and connecting to something we just mentioned is my idea. With decentralizing things secures things because if everyone makes their own power, then you don't have that vulnerability because we have these huge, huge vulnerabilities right now in our country. And then who makes the parts? You know, who makes the freaking, you know, transmitters? You know, that it, you know, if they take out and they go down, you know, where do we have to get them from? You know, well, we don't make them. You know, and so like we have these vulnerabilities in our system and they can take out massive areas of power in our country that can hurt us. And so the system needs to be decentralized. It needs to be, you know, spread out to the people. So we don't have a you know, like what happened in Texas a little while ago where the, you know, they freeze up the pipes and, you know, the whole place is wiped out for a long time. And, you know, it's out of the people's power and it's out of the people's, you know, ability to do anything about it. And so how we make solutions that are better, that actually work, you know, redirect those mon- monies into things that make a system, you know, that works. Because it can still be a system. It can still be a, a municipality, even if the monetization of it's controlled through the municipality. You know, it can all be on a phone and, you know, it, it can be all tracked through the technology you know, and and connected together, and that's how it can actually work to support the community and be safe, and redirect it if it's needed or whatever for you know those types of things, and and then commoditize back to the creator of the energy. So it it builds value with people, everything. You know, I don't know, I go, but but yeah, building. You know, we need to make our everything secure. All these different pieces, you know, make you know production goes back to. Um, you know agriculture is a big part of you know renewable energy too because it, it creates a lot of waste they use a lot of water historically in the past um, and to grow farm to have food and animals it's very tough and they're very high consuming and then they create a lot of gases and um, you know they use to spray a lot of different poisons on the food and cause problems to communities with respiratory things and and you know, stuff like that and so you know all these solutions need to be comprehensive we need to you know be able to make sustainable food that's accessible for people we need to have water you know and we need to have electricity you know and and those things you know all go together you know, they go hand in hand and that creates life
0: that's beautiful what about do you know anything about helium 3 isn't that a huge resource on the moon that's been theorized for forever in science fiction that like the Next oil rush or the next gold rush is going to be helium three on the moon.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I am not I don't know a anything Obama. about it. Yeah, I am not. So I don't want to, you know, say something wrong, but I don't doubt to. I mean, that's that's why everyone, all these really rich, crazy, you know, cowboy pioneer entrepreneur people want to go to the moon because that's the next thing, that's the next cutting edge. And so Whoever gets up there and figures out something to do with it, it's this open range, this uncharted territory, and this thing that they can claim exclusivity to. Do you,
0: we got cool with an hour fifteen minutes? Uh, huh, what? Sorry, are you cool with an fifteen minutes? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you sure? Yep. Do you think? When do you think we're going to start seeing asteroid mining? buy those same kind of cowboys you're talking about a bezos a musk a zuckerberg uh whoever bill gates when do you think we're going to start seeing that because there's i mean when there's an asteroid full of rare earth metals that has a value of like 30 trillion dollars you know it's the size of manhattan it's made out of palladium mm-hmm. how long until you think we see uh asteroid miners
1: Yeah. No, I think that that has to be, you know, where there's enough big business in launching things that can accomplish that, that you can justify the waste. So that's a little ways out, you know, as far as being able to justify it. But you see these new frontiers, you know, like Mars, that's what people are trying to conquer now. You know, that's kind of the, I think, you know, next big, territory, you know, that really, you know, people have their sights on, on stuff. I think that's where a lot of uh, advancement in future is actually going to happen. Yeah.
0: Have, have you ever heard, and I love conspiracies, but perhaps my favorite one is one I'd never thought of. It's, uh, mm-hmm. right, Conspiracies, you always think like moon landing, JFK, you know, whatever. But I heard one I'd never heard of before and it was the gold rush conspiracy, and it was we knew there was no gold out in California. But the heads, like the business and political movers and shakers of America were like, yo, there's a there's an easy way we can take over the rest of this land. Just tell everyone there's gold. I mean, how are the Indians gonna stop us when a hundred thousand Americans with the rifles and wagons just and once they get there they can't come back? I mean, it takes three yeah. months to get out there and half the people die. So once you get out there and yeah. you don't find any gold, just say, fuck it, and yeah. you just build a town, and boom. Now you're yeah. now it's America. And it was yeah. the quickest way to settle America. I think it's brilliant. It's evil, but it's brilliant. Yeah. If, I mean, Stephen Hawking yeah. said
1: That's it. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah.
0: So Stephen Hawking, yeah, it's my favorite one because it's so, it's so simple. But, mm-hmm. pop, right? I mean, there was such a... Yeah. You know, education was such a uh, uh, a gate kept thing that you know who's going to question it. There's gold out there. Oh shit! You know, I'm working in a textile mill, 18 hours a day. There's gold out in those hills. Yeah. And then they don't come back. Now Stephen Hawking said right before he died, right, the most important thing for humanity to do is to get off this planet. Right. Elon Mm -hmm. Musk said like we need to get off this. We need a backup. Jeez, my throat hurts. It's much Ricola. is Musk gonna get to Mars and is he just gonna lie through his teeth and be like there's gold there's gold yeah. oil, there's gold and oil everywhere get tens yeah. of thousands of people to come out there no one's coming home
1: yeah <laughs> that wasn't really a question I don't know why I you know, that, that you that's a, I, I will not be on that bus me
0: neither
1: no I will not, um, you, know, not you know maybe if there's some investment you know, we made it <laughs> <or something. laughs> but, I'll invest in it but I won't
0: do yeah. it uh,
1: but yeah no it's, it is it's interesting to see you know what will happen what are politics there's a cool show on Netflix too I'm pumping Netflix now I guess on Mars uh that was interesting that kind of has some of those kind of back-end things like you know what you know what do they show what's dangerous what's not it's kind of like the challenge of you know nasa or space anything like people die things blow up like this is not normal stuff it was like i was on a part of a, a race team world record race team uh, Valerie Thompson and Target 550. They have a 16 cylinder 5000 horsepower all-wheel drive car. They're trying to be the fastest car in the world, fastest piston driven car in the world. And she already has some world records being the fastest woman on a motorcycle and different things like that. But they're doing things that people haven't done before. You know, so things, you know, can will you be safe going down that? even on that that's just driving on the land you know you don't know you know you don't, I never actually know and so it, those people that venture out there you know they they don't know you know things happen accidents happen and so yeah, it's, but they do. They have to, they try and portray it as safe to get the funding, to get the backing, to get all the, you know, support behind it, to get, you know, to make the things happen. And, and there is that question too of like, you know, is it, you know, can they do that? What can they do that to? How much should they show? How much should they not show? You know, what is it worth, you know, to get the mission done?
0: Jesus, do you think, <laughs> do, do you think one way instead of you know new battery or you know you know it's like you can make a dollar at it di- you, know, you can get a dollar bill or four quarters or 10 dimes or whatever there's different ways to reach the challenge right. or fulfill a goal with car batteries if it's not nuclear energy if we can't get the minerals needed whatever Do you think one way around it would be to more efficiently not even change the electric cars, just take them as they are today? No changes, no proposed stuff. Take the electric cars as they are today. If you had automated ones, and if you had roads that were only for automated cars, no human driven car, you know, you could just have designated roads, whatever, right? Mm -hmm. If all those cars could be in sync you know, communicating with each other a thousand times a second. Yep. Where it would it's not that, you know, there's a leader and everything else moves after the leader, but rather like a flock of birds where they move instantaneously together. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Well if you could have whole highways of cars communicating together and moving, they'd all break a little bit at the same time, they'd all speed up a little bit at the same time. You wouldn't have stop and go. And that's where the majority of energy is spent, right? Is starting up again yeah. after you slow down, right? Yeah, that's where there's like regenerative, regenerative, regenerative. I'm having a stroke, regenerative braking. I can't talk. Yeah. No, yeah. Would it be having cars or, you know, whole, there's an idea that like semi uh, trucks, like Nikola semi trucks, they'll all deliver their goods in the middle of the night because there's no one on the roads and they mm-hmm. could all drive basically like a train and they could draft off one another and it saves so much energy and Mm -hmm. i mean what if you could have whole highways doing that to where they're all moving together i feel like you could save so much energy would that be a way to work around it
1: right no absolutely that's where that's where i think and i've i've said this a lot but that's totally you know i think uh that Autonomous vehicles and electric vehicles are a perfect solution. I think it's a, a, a bunch of different ways that you can overcome uh, public transportation, you know, shipping, um, you know, ownership of vehicle monetization, all sorts of cool different ideas you can do. And then all of the problems, all of the challenges that, that, are supposedly challenges with autonomous vehicles can be programmed out with some infrastructure design. Like you're saying, like we were just talking about, use the carpool lanes, you know, or whatever, you know, in theory, like to make it visible for people as autonomous vehicle lanes and so, You know the only avs can go in there they pull off they pull on they work together and then too i think there's so much advancement in design that can happen so if cars can drive themselves and we don't need to sit in the car like we sit in the car we can have a different experience in the car like i could be sitting here with a desk and internet and wi-fi and we could be having a meeting and i could be having my lights on and the thing could just be smoothly cruising down the street you know, I could have the windows open or shut. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it could be like you're saying, they could have like little round, you know, connections and, you know, they just drop mm-hmm. in line and lane and, you know, go right behind each other and have a hundred of them in line. And they know when the one's going to pop out, it uh-huh. shifts out and pulls off and you go to the rest of your and they, destination and you're only on half power,
0: yeah. you know. You could, you could also charge up that way. Right. right? You pull up behind a bus that has a full battery. Mm -hmm. you dock and it gives you some you know, through conduction it gives you some energy, it's all about so you don't have to stop at a gas station so there's not that slow down, speed up yeah man that's insane that would be insane Uh,
1: yeah you can do all sorts of things like or or you know there's technologies too like ideas of charging through the ground or you know different things and and two you know looking at what's existing and what's happening right now what does that mean for companies mm-hmm. and, and so where are people going to be spending their time where are people going to be uh you know doing these things uh and cause they're going to have to charge their cars, you know, instead of get gas, they're going to charge their cars. Are they going to go to a convenience store or, you know, are they, are we going to put chargers at uh, whatever turns into the office, you know, of the future or will it be at gyms, you know, where people typically stay for at least, you know, a half an hour so they can actually get their charge and then the gyms can monetize the charging. Mm -hmm. Now, I think a gym would be a great place to put a charge station in, but you look at workplaces, you know, as people, everyone's driving their electric cars. My wife has one right now and she drives it down and she works down here at ASU at the college and she drives it down there and they only have a couple of charging stations. They have 100,000 students. And they have one charging station on each floor of her parking structure, one electric charging station on each floor. So if it's, uh, you know, full, then she can't park in another building. So she's got like four parking spots, you know, basically, or whatever it is, you know, maybe there's two on each level, maybe But... You know, it's very limited. And and so, but this is going to grow, you know, so how is that going to change? How's the infrastructure going to change? How is it going to you know, work for people? Because it's got to work for people's lives or people won't adopt it. So mm-hmm. all those have to fit.
0: And then la- last thing, kind of last thing, when I th- saw the cyber truck, the first thing I thought was they're going to make a cyber camper. There's going to be an RV and it's going to be the coolest thing in the world because you're just going to go to bed and be like, I'm in Atlanta. I want to wake up in Boston. And you can just wake up in Boston or you can wake up in LA. I think that's going to be... Uh, nothing to do with efficiency. It's just going to be badass. Are you going to get a Cybertruck, Preston?
1: The, well, yeah. That First of all, that would be like the, the modern-day cruise ship
0: Imagine, imagine just one right. of those big those big RVs, you know, the ones that with, like, the yeah. two wheels in the yeah. back.
1: Oh, yeah. I almost bought one of those ones. Really? It was, like, one of those. It was, it was used. It was back in my car dealer days. It was used, and it was one of those ones that you see, like, a NASCAR driver, yeah. you know, or a rock star, yeah. you know, have. It was, like, it was a Newark. They were one of those high-end companies. And they make, like, ones so that are over. Awesome. Million bucks. They're and so it's, like, awesome. Butt. Yeah. Yeah, but they're hard to park and do us. But that would be amazing, though, to have. And, you know, housing's so changing right now and work is changing. And that would be so cool to be able to, you know, float around from city to city and have all that plug and unplug and drop it on the ground and drive your truck. But... I don't know if I'm going to get a Cybertruck or not. I I don't know. You know, I want to get something electric for sure. And I think trucks and SUVs are uh, really cool. I I mean, we have a little electric car, but I I think trucks and SUVs are the way to go with Mm -hmm. electric in the future because you can have all the power, all the torque. You have all the size, so you fit the batteries in it, you get the range, you get everything all in one car. You know, uh, but I like the Rivian. I don't know if you've seen that or Rivian or whatever. It they have the R one T and the or or maybe I'm S one T or something like that. It's a but it's they have a truck and they have an SUV and they but the Cybertruck's really cool too. You know, it it with all the power specs and everything on it and it's just insane. So I don't know. It's it's an open range, and here's what's cool. This has never, never been the case before, in the in at least a long time. Someone can come in and be a major auto manufacturer. That was impossible, because because now it's not necessarily one of the big companies that's going to win. Mm out in the electric car game because they're trying to adapt cars to be electric and electric startup car companies are trying to take ideas and turn them into a car Mm -hmm. and there's so there's a lot more creativity you know coming from the independent people and the technology is pretty simple and you know can be adapted in new ways so the car people need to come out of the box, you know, like the big, you know, manufacturers, the GMs and the Fords and the Toyotas and the whatever. So, you know.
0: so do you think there are going to be any significant Tesla uh, challengers?
1: I do. Um, you know, they, they have such a jump on the market; it'll be very hard to you know catch up. But I think that some companies will. I think some companies will probably do it by carving out a market space and then going after a target market space because I don't think someone will dominate the whole car market. Mm-hmm. So if it's going to be, you know, a new startup car company, they need to make a awesome truck mm-hmm. or they need to make an awesome van. You know, as it or they need to make like a really cool race car convertible or whatever, you know, they need to have, like, a really niche thing that's cool. And then they get adoption, the then they can kind of build out. That's like, if you look at Nikola, the motor company, they're doing the semis. Now they've got, if you want to truck cool trucks, they've got a cool truck, too, called the Honey Badger. Look that one up. It's like a 1,000-horsepower truck with, like, you know, that looks like it would now jump a Ford Raptor and, you know, whatever. It looks cool. But, you know, so it's like all you know those types of companies that are startups that they get that base product and then they can kind of build out you know these other things so they have side by sides they have uh, wave runners you know they have uh different stuff you know that they're building out and so that's that's the way you approach it but that's where you'll see someone come in and then and then they'll kind of start to line up and gain market share with the car world
0: when are you going to start an rv company that runs on autonomous (laughs) shit
1: I just need I I need to get uh, Airstream to contact me and then we'll just part I'll just partner with their existing you know platform and we'll figure out how to do it
0: dude I, an autonomous rv I mean that would just be insane
1: yeah like uh, insane. oh yeah like I always love the toy haulers cuz I'm a I like toys mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah like the they have all the cool toy hollers with
0: the door that drops down in the back and yeah. everything. I mean, if you could get, like, a bulletproof one, <laughs> you could go from, like, the tip of South America to the tip of North America. Because you'd have to go through, like, oh, yeah. Mexico. you have to go through the cartels. Right? Yeah. So you maybe, <laughs> like, maybe need some heavy armor. Yeah, but they're,
1: they're, that's a that's the issue. They make those things as light as possible. That's why, like, if you ever see... I don't know if you've ever seen one catch on fire. is not good. They they burn up like that. You know, I, I've seen... RVs? Yeah, RVs, yeah. Or oh, campers. Shit. Because they're just thin. They're, like, thin. I don't know. Maybe the newer ones are safer. But, you know, I've seen, you know, some of the older ones just burn up in seconds. Uh, uh, because it wouldn't that whole things are made like light, you could punch through the whole wall probably if you you know were uh if you're vigilant enough if if you could you could do that, you could just punch through the wall and <laughs> it explodes out the backside
0: pressing let's wrap this one up bye. Not that I, not that I don't like the idea of blowing up an RV. I'm 100 percent on board for that. My throat is on fire, and I don't need. Know, I don't know what that it. This is like it's getting absurd. Like I can't focus. Like and
1: so this is the love. This is the love and the dedication that you have for your people to share messages and to share the word that you fight through. Anything, pain, thick, thin, whatever. Having to talk to people like me, anything, and you just do it.
0: I need to. Do- I'm Cal Ripkin. I'm going <laughs> through the pain. Um, yes, and so because of that, all my followers, you need to go buy my sweaters to to show your appreciation for me. So, <laughs> rest in weeks. Thank you. What and where can they find you on Instagram? Operations X
1: yeah well check out i put uh, update all the time prestonslinks.com so www.prestonslinks.com and that's got links to all my websites it's got links to new things that are happening and i update it so yeah check it out
0: oh yeah thank you so much man thank you for bearing with me through my bitching about my throat it's uh thanks for
1: toughing it out
0: anything for you preston anything <laughs> all right, awesome. big, all right, big man. Take care.
1: Take care. Later, buddy. Yeah.